You are listening to The Addiction, hosted by Andrea Fonsby on WSUW. Today in the studio, we have Officer Sacco, who is a police officer for the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. While being located in between Janesville, Madison, and Milwaukee, an array of students from various locations across the state of Wisconsin, across the Midwest, and even the world all come together to attend this smaller university. Officer Sacco has a background from being an officer in the metropolitan city of Kenosha, Wisconsin, located between Milwaukee and Chicago. His experiences there help him work with students who come from larger cities with larger city problems to this small Midwest town. He is here with us today to discuss how drugs such as heroin are dealt with on a campus such as Whitewater and how the law in Wisconsin comes to play here. It's hard to believe that at one time heroin has been legalized or was legal to be used prior to where it is now as being illegal. Have you ever worked on any cases where heroin has been an impact or involved with a case? And how does that differ from other drugs such as working with a case dealing with marijuana or alcohol? Well, I've been on the peripheral of some of the heroin stuff. Uh, A couple ones that I've worked with directly actually had more to do with uh, a theft case where people were stealing stuff okay. so that they could buy the heroin. So, which is something that we sometimes forget about, that, that, that just the heroin is one, is one crime, but that leads to a lot of other stuff so that you can get the heroin, you gotta get the money, so therefore you're robbing, stealing, and all kinds of stuff. So there was a case there that, that I was very, very um, uh, involved with, with, with a student who you never would have thought had anything right. to do with heroin. Right, and speaking of students, have you seen in the last couple of years, because we are close to Madison and Milwaukee and even Chicago, where heroin usage is a lot more prevalent, have you seen rising cases at a smaller place like UW-Whitewater? Has there been any of that influence as those students? Absolutely. We've seen it here in Whitewater, here on campus where we actually see it, see it. Not all that often uh, in the city of Whitewater. Absolutely. Uh, there's people that are students or non-students that OD and, and different things. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started here in 94, never happened. It wasn't even a thing. Right. Um, in the last five years, now it's a thing. Do you think that could be based on the fact that we have been seeing bigger influxes of students from those communities? I'm not entirely sure how it's happened. I know that for years and years and years, um, it's happened all over the country, and it seemed to miss Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, I think what, what could be happening, and I'm not an expert necessarily in right. this field, but... Uh, a lot of this started with prescription drugs, mm-hmm. and people that were on the prescription drugs got hooked, and all of a sudden they can't get it anymore. Heroin all of a sudden became extremely cheap, and right. it is very, very cheap. Um, I'm not sure how easy it is to get, but it is, it is, it is cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that just uh, it just started the whole explosion of the heroin problem. And do you think that the media? portraying the overdoses is going to be seen positively as a way to show people who are thinking about getting involved with this? Do you think that showing the the crime rate or the different overdose stories, do you think this will help possibly prevent students or young people in our communities from trying these drugs? Maybe the cynic in me would probably mm-hmm. say no. Okay. Uh, only because um, that drug is such a pull that once you take it, you're just not going to really get off of it. So the people that started, I'm not sure that that showing them the passed out mother and father in the car with right. the baby in the back, 
I'm not sure that really changes people's minds only because we so live in the moment and right. what feels good and what is right now and uh, our own kind of selfishness that I don't think we think about that other impact. And um, I think we're just going to do what feels good. What are some of the things that the campus is doing to try to, and the Whitewater um, Campus Police Department, what are some things that are kind of in place to help prevent this? What kind of programming do you guys do to help educate students about drugs and alcohol? Um, on this campus, there's a lot of education that goes into the alcohol and even maybe a little bit more of the marijuana uh, stuff in all the new student seminars. Right. Uh, that's always talked about. We're into a lot of the uh, classes that talk about alcohol and, and marijuana. We're not talking a lot about the heroin stuff or the other drug usage. Uh, it just doesn't get talked about near as much. Um, and it needs. To, we need to talk about it in, in the education uh, part of it. But no matter what anybody tells you, how terrible it is, uh, I think the person always feels that they can control it. Mm-hmm. The drug doesn't control them. They control it and that they can manage it. And, and we all know that that's a fallacy. This trend seemed to be showing that there's more involved in this area. Do you think that will be included in more classes and more education as a preventative measure? Um, Possibly, uh, I I do think, of course, that's 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 real, that's worst case scenario. You would like to see it end, and right. then there doesn't have to be more more education. Obviously, the education's got to be from at a very young young ages. Same stuff with alcohol, smoking, drugs, uh, sex, all that stuff has got to be from from a very young young age. If you get to college now and you haven't talked about it yet, I'm not sure what kind of programs or anything that we can do for you. Exactly. Um... In speaking with education, and we talked about um, the HOPE legislation a little bit before the interview, how has the HOPE legislation impacted UW-Whitewater or law enforcement more day-to-day? How how have you seen that change or not change? Yeah, I'm not sure it really affects us on, on the day-to-day, only because we don't see a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we're obviously, everybody at the police department and in the community is way more cognizant of the heroin usage. Uh, therefore, if we saw a situation, we would certainly try to um, get help and counseling and things like that where maybe we wouldn't really be all that, we wouldn't be keen on it near as much as what we are now. Now, what would a charge look like if there was a student that was caught, say, doing a theft to try to get money for heroin? What, what kinds of trouble are a student looking at getting into if they're caught with that kind of act? Well, they're they're going to. Uh, it's going to depend on what the theft is. If the theft is just a, a minor theft, maybe they stole somebody's uh, phone from their purse or something. We would probably just write them a citation for it. And lots of times we will note that it's maybe it was drug related. Maybe they said something. So hopefully, then once it gets into the court system, it would kick into some type of first offender program or something else. Now, lots of times that doesn't happen at all. What will actually happen is is that they'll just receive a citation. Then they'll steal something again. They'll receive another citation. Then they'll steal something bigger, and then there will be a criminal charge. And then it probably still won't get any help. Then they'll steal something again, or the crime will be that much bigger. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon, you get all these bricks and bricks and bricks and bricks, and somebody says, hey, wait a minute, here's some help. The person might take the help, might not. Right. 
They're going to be right back to probably get a little more crime. And eventually, all these bricks are going to add upon them, and hopefully at some point, they're going to figure it out and start getting the help. Now, as a way to wrap this up, and I would like to thank you for your time here and speaking with us about this today, what are ways that if students or family members are concerned in the Whitewater community, where are some places they can go? Who can they talk to if they suspect that there's any kind of drug or heroin activity going on or theft due to or heroin or any other drug addiction? I mean, there's, there's, there's so many options and stuff that they can do. A lot of people don't want to go to law enforcement because obviously what we're going to do is we're going to, there's going to be charges and stuff mm-hmm. like, like that that gets them into our system. So there are anti-drug uh, groups that are in the area. Uh, on campus, you could certainly contact uh, the Health and Counseling Center. Uh, they would get the person in the in the right direction. Your county human services will get you in the right direction. Both Jefferson and Walworth counties, we're in the middle of both counties, right. um, they would be able to get somebody in the right direction too. Uh, I would also start with my with my church, my pastors, anything there. There has to be a discussion. Mm-hmm. There, ha- But the families always have to remember that help is not going to happen until the person actually reaches out to take the help. Uh, it's going to be a completely frustrating situation for that family until that person that you love reaches complete rock bottom and actually is going to want the help. And sometimes that help happens, sometimes it's too late. Thank you for your time here today and thank you for the impact that you will help make on this campus and in the greater southeastern Wisconsin outreach with battling this. Very welcome. Thank you. For more information about Officer Sackle's work at UW-Whitewater, you can call the UW-Whitewater Police Services non-emergency number 262-472-4660. Thank you for listening to The Addiction, hosted by Andriana Fonsby on WSUW. Tune in next time to hear how retired drug court judge has impacted users' lives in Racine, Wisconsin.